We're the Barclays. This is our podcast where we have a radically optimistic take on culture, politics, and Christianity. And occasionally, we just kind of talk about our lives. So Taylor and I, this year, have a word for the year. Taylor, do you remember what it is? (laughs) I do. Enjoy. Enjoy. Our word for the year is enjoy. Enjoy. And we'll talk about why we chose that and then kind of what, I guess, what led up to it um, and get into a little bit Mm -hmm. of how to survive survival mode. So if you're wondering how those two things go together we'll we'll kind of tie it all up but uh yeah this one will be uh, yeah or we'll just ramble a bit um this will be a little bit more about our Mm -hmm. family life so beginning of this year taylor and i were kind of on a date talking about what we want the year to look like um and taylor very wisely said (laughs) i don't want do any big changes or uh, big things we've had a lot of that and that's good for me because I'm always looking to the horizon which is your strength <laughs> we've in, in these situations it. like I I do not on dates bring up your planning ahead <laughs> planning ahead for the year and like you'd always have done annual goals I think you had a bucket list for your 20s I did yeah right I you had no bucket list no, for your 20s. No, 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 You no, had no, no, like, by the no. time I'm 30, I want to be. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, I'm only here because I was showing up. And maybe it goes back to the enjoy. That's not true. Back to the enjoy thing. I think, uh, like, what did I enjoy doing? And, wow, here we are today. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so on that. That's Because I don't naturally think that way. I think, like. Life is work. <laughs> <How do> we... <laughs> We're a good balance. You you help me learn to enjoy. So we had that conversation. Yeah. I, and I think for me, the, the enjoy goes back further. I don't want to go through like the whole shebang, but I remember there was this moment in my early 20s. Had just gotten out of a dating relationship where... I think it was this split between the duty and the, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And I was not enjoying the duty. <laughs> uh, like it was like 80% duty. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it. Like, it, you know, I, I don't want to get in the whole thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is recorded for all time. And I remember coming out of that, it was like, oh, like I want to enjoy and like leaning hard into, um, we're not. I'm not talking like straight up hedonism here. Well, yeah. Anyone who knows you, which maybe some listeners don't know you, but if you know Taylor, you know that he is an incredibly responsible human being. Thank you. <laughs> which you know has has pros and cons. Um, but I leaned in like just enjoying like I don't know going on a hike in the sunshine, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna like go buy the fun thing at the sporting goods store that's somewhat frivolous but uh i'm gonna enjoy it at the time it was remember those vibram five fingers shoes <laughs> yeah. which are like all the rage like there's basically like toe shoes oh yeah i remember somewhat frivolous but it's like fun to hike in those i haven't used them since they didn't fit properly anyway so like it goes back to that and then of course now our our context is 
uh, we've been in somewhat, it feels like, emergency mode. Right. We've had a really intense four years. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, so there was pregnancy with our first child and we, you know. And preparing. that train started rolling in. So end of 2018. Yeah. End of 2018. And then I lost my job at the end of 2018. Uh-huh. And started a business. Right. And then 2019 had the baby and then of course everyone knows two weeks later got diagnosed with a tumor and became disabled and then the rest of the year was spent in the hospital and recovering so it was 2019 then and then it was moving home well so you surviving and (laughs) then adapting to disabled life and then how do we get you home so it's remodeling the the dc house or then do we move okay then we remodel the dc house and then okay that's not working and we need an accessible house. Right. And oh, and a pandemic started in and March a, oh, of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many things that would be like the, the story, I think, in our lives are somewhat like, like footnotes. footnoted. Yeah. yeah. Um, pandemic happened. Pandemic happened. And then we moved, and then we moved that summer during a pandemic yep. to technically a new state. But, you know. Right. Across the river to Virginia um, with all the stuff. And we have a toddler. And then it's some remodeling here to make the bathroom accessible for you. Right. And thinking through a bunch of projects. How do we make the, the yard accessible? Mm-hmm. So there was a ramp and there was a brick path. Right. And then when did you get a new job? That was early this year. This or last year. Yes. 2022. <laughs> so yeah, 2021 was kind of About settling ago, in, right. making this house accessible. Then 20... And then we had another baby. got pregnant and <laughs> dealt with a high risk pregnancy, which is stressful, yes, true, true, painful, stressful, etc. You had to. Oh, and I you were on the phone constantly. We learned to walk during that three years, right? And then last summer we had second baby, and so anyway, we're telling you all of this story to say that the past four years essentially have just been jam packed with moving with having right. two babies with dealing with a medical crisis disability Settling renovations etc uh-huh. and so you're you wisely pointed out at our date that whoa 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 let's not like start jumping ahead to you know all the things we want to build well, what was do. in your head at the time well i just i i always am thinking like okay what renovations are building or how do we expand our work or, you know, or whatever it is. Like, I, I just am like, uh-huh. what's the next thing we're building together gotcha. as a family? And so, Which is great. Yeah, yeah. But but you rightly, rightly rein that in. <laughs> in a, not, not like, don't do it, but like, open my eyes to, you know, sometimes you need to enjoy and be content with all the good things God has given us. Mm -hmm. And so God has given us so many good things that we had to struggle through. And so let's enjoy our boys, little kids stages. Yep. Let's enjoy this house that we have made accessible. Yeah. Let's enjoy the phase of life we're in, the good jobs we're in. Mm -hmm. Let's take some family vacations. Mm -hmm. Let's just enjoy each other. Let's not, you know, rush on to the next thing. Yeah. Like a good thing in microcosm was with that trip we took to uh, New Jersey, Uh, the Jersey Shore. Was it 2022? 
21. Yeah, 21. 2021. We went, it was just the hut, you know, Hudson and the two of us. We went up for a friend's wedding reception and then spent two days vacationing on the beach and uh, found a hotel that was accessible and nice. And so, like, they were very helpful. And it was just, it was just good to, like, enjoy food and the sunshine and the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, I think there were moments where, like, accessibility on the sand is, <laughs> is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two New Jersey men helped me push you through the sand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, that was a good thing in microcosm, which I think we, mm-hmm. I, at least I want to emulate. Do more of that. Yeah. Like, enjoying going around and right. little trips or longer trips or vacations and. Because those are the things you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's, yeah, I think I think you said it well, too, resting in what we have. Contentment might be a part of it. Contentment is a hard thing for me. Me too. It's a <laughs> spiritual <laughs> struggle. What is difficult? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is it a human thing? Is it to always, like, want more? Mm-hmm. Like... I want a bigger house, a fitter body, a more money, more, more I don't time know. to do this. Yeah. If I more a new stuff, job, that would be better. Right, right. If I had a different, whatever, client or a. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always something. Not that we're thinking these things, clients yeah. <laughs> and coworkers. We love our work. We do. Yeah, there's just, I, I don't know whether that's a human thing or whatnot, but. You know, I want I'd part of enjoy this year for me is I want to wake up and say like, Lord, my cup is full. Thank you for what I do have. And I think, yeah, that's good. And I think another and it's aspe- not natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same here. Uh, another aspect of enjoy. I think there's a lot of depth to it. It's not just the big flashy things, but it's like the little little things like I've enjoyed exploring Elvis Presley's. Yeah. Musical library. You're good at that. You like go through a uh, musician's like whole <laughs> discography. Is that what you'd yeah, call it? Yeah. Because uh, we watched the the Baz Luhrmann Elvis show mm-hmm. or not show movie. And I realized I didn't know much about his music. So then we listened to it a lot. So much so that Spotify put me in the top 3% of Elvis Presley listeners. <laughs> in the globe i guess on spotify and that was fun because there's so much nuance like oh how much does the music sound change over time like which era is different Mm -hmm. for artists and that's just one person (laughs) you can go anywhere i mean (laughs) but you go back and pick anyone any artist composer and there's so much like richness in music and Mm -hmm. so i think there's the depth there and maybe contentment is part of it you know spending time with the thing that we have mm-hmm. and really getting to know it right as much as possible right and i would i would still say like i don't know elvis all that well <laughs> i mean i feel like with our little you know somewhat small yard or you know big for some people small for some people i don't know but getting to know like all the different flowers and trees and mm-hmm. what grows in what corner with the sunlight and that just yeah. feels like an endless well to dig. Totally true. I don't know if someone said it. Maybe it was just thought, but like getting to know one tree. Like how much do you know one tree? Mm-hmm. And then all that entails of the seasonal changes and the overtime and then the the creatures living in and around it. Mm-hmm. 
well before we get to wendell berry on this but <laughs> pump the brakes yeah pump the brakes get to the question you asked earlier so so we talk about you know how we want to move forward and lord willing this is a year we can enjoy we don't have any crises and emergencies which yes are, that is know, a caveat that's not guaranteed nope. to anyone but um we feel like some of the survival mode, we're maybe getting to the rearview mirror. Maybe once our baby turns one that'll <laughs> and is sleeping the through mode. the night. Yeah. Um, but looking back at survival mode, pretty much, you know, for most of the past four years, what are things, you know, everyone's like, how can... Some people look at us and say, how, how can you... What did you do to survive this? Like your marriage survived? Have people said that to your face? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um, people said it to me. Yeah, they're just like, how did you survive this? So what What are some like things you did to survive? Probably the most important was the, the cosmic centering. Mm-hmm. Uh, believing in a God who is above everything, transcends everything. Uh, I mean, there's like that theological aspect. There's like the just the mere like physics of it right we're a tiny speck in a hmm. galaxy that's huge but th- that is a tiny speck within a <laughs> even bigger universe and then of course god is like in charge of all that uh but tiny speck some people could say like yeah we're just a tiny speck so what you went through has little meaning but then there's the flip side of the love from god mm-hmm. for for me for us so it's like the it's two extremes that maybe meet at the top of a circle <laughs> insignificant uh but then like loved and made despite your insignificance yeah infinite worth by god mm. um so the cosmic centering and then thinking through just the the things maybe like in the hospital like as i've reflected on those times like the good food <laughs> right? good food no matter what is is a helpful like spot of enjoyment you know looking forward like finding the fun we'd find these fun places thanks to generosity of so many people we had all these uber eats mm-hmm. gift cards so picking a fun place that would deliver an interesting meal uh from one of the cities where we were so if you know someone in survival mode give them uber eats or good food bring them good food yeah that's a big big thing and even uh i don't know thanksgiving a couple years ago was just like leaning into like the feast aspect of it, mm-hmm. the the food, the drink, um, uh, you know, going out to a good meal, making a good meal. Uh, even if it's like the I don't know, the good food isn't the thing. Maybe like the setting of it can be made special. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there's almost like a decision to it. Like mm-hmm. I will decide that this is a significant meal mm-hmm. and a good moment. I think there's something spiritual and scientific, right? I mean. Right. For us, if you read the Bible, there's lots of, you know, imagery around heaven being a feast, having a feast and feasting with God. Yeah. Um. So that there's a spiritual level to it. But I also think, you know, scientifically, you get a dopamine hit. <laughs> totally. Totally. When you uh, when you're in the thick of it, a dopamine hit helps. And I know. Probably women out there will identify with this more, but if you're, I just find in survival mode, it's hard to be like, I'm going to, you know, eat only vegetables and 
<laughs> lean pieces of chicken breast. You know, it's like <laughs> you sometimes you really just need a little dopamine hit, right? Mm. And you know, that's not there's moderation and being careful not to go too far with that and people get in trouble. But right. sometimes in survival mode, you do need a dopamine hit. <laughs> and then almost the, the good, the good things in life are more potent when they're enjoyed in their proper context, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, like we all know this, right? Like having, like, I wonder <laughs> frequently why I, I have the capacity to buy a $200 worth of candy. <laughs> But I haven't. I thought, why? Okay, well, it's probably just because I know that would just suck. But five-year-old you would say, why didn't you buy $200 worth of candy? I only have like $1. I can only buy this much. (laughs) Um, But like candy enjoyed in its proper context is like the more potent joy. Mm -hmm. What, what, What tips do you have or what things practical things for survival mode yeah no i think that what you said about food is really good um there are a couple of things that help me i mean first on the spiritual level when things have gotten really bad i kind of um have this have had this mindset of like um where where can I turn? Where is there hope? And going through this intellectual exercise in the Mm. deepest, darkest pit. um, And I think about like, well, where is there to turn to? And the only hopeful thing is the thought of God redeeming and restoring all things in, Mm. like you said, cosmic level, right? So Mm. in eternity and, um, where else can I go? Hmm. Where else? There is there is nowhere else to turn that has this hope of restoration. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, just reminding myself that this is just a blip and that eternity is coming and hmm. restoration is coming. Um, so that's like at the, at the, the deepest, darkest level, but kind of the day to day surviving. Um, I have, this is kind of a recent thing for me and, you know, the surviving we've been doing lately is sleepless nights and, you know, two little kids <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, and so plan B thinking. So I used to be kind of like all or nothing, like if I'm going to work out, if I'm going to eat healthy, if I'm going to do whatever it is, you know clean the house it's like I gotta I gotta deep clean the kitchen while I have the sponges and the sprays out or (laughs) Uh I put my workout shoes on I have to do a like full 40 minute all-out workout or like okay I either ate healthy all day or I didn't eat healthy at all kind of all or nothing thinking and I've shifted to plan b thinking of like okay last night we got very little sleep and I am really really tired so what I can do is my plan B workout. And I've thought ahead of like, all right, huh. my plan B workout is 15 minutes of kind of yoga style workout. Because I, you know, I've had a cold for two weeks or the mm-hmm. kids have had colds for two weeks. And I just don't have it in me to do it, the whole shebang and or, you know, whatever that looks like. I can clean the stovetop. I don't have to deep clean the entire kitchen. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like, all right, what's my plan B for whatever it is? And it makes me feel like life's on track a little bit Hmm. that, you know, even if I'm not doing the full thing I'd like to do, 
I can do a little bit. And mm-hmm. and it makes me feel like a sense of accomplishment um, in survival mode. And then my other two things is when things feel really dark, whether it's like, okay, the kids have been sick for three weeks straight and I'm so tired and, you know, but we have stuff to do is um, telling myself it's only temporary. And this is something I learned in the hospital when Mm -hmm. things would be really hard of like, I'm so frustrated that I can't even sit myself up in bed or roll over by myself and Mm telling myself this is only temporary i'm only going to feel this frustration for a little bit there will be an end in sight it's only temporary um so that helps and then lastly is this um replacing negative thoughts in my mind so again i'm going with like recent examples but 2 a.m baby's awake and i'm really tired and i think great i'm tired the baby's gonna be up for an hour that Uh means when i get up in the morning i have to take the other child to school and then i have to get to i have a long list of work i'm not gonna have the energy to do it and i you kind of like spiral into catastrophic thinking sometimes and instead forcing the thought of all right the baby might be up for a little bit this might feel hard but i have what it takes to do it Hmm. And even just like saying that to myself of like, I have what it takes to do it or, you know, whatever the positive thought could Hmm. be helps me not to catastrophize. I think both those last two things, like you've told me the temporary thing. I have a much harder time with the sleep deprivation. You (laughs) You handle it way, way better. I'm over here wallowing in self-pity. But yeah, it's temporary... It's only temporary, and then the um, I haven't really tried the self motivated motivation talk. I have what it takes. Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, whatever it is that you are catastrophizing or have anxiety about, for me, it's helpful to be like, "This seems daunting, but I have what it takes." Okay. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work for everyone. Maybe I'm a total weirdo. I'll try it tonight. <laughs> Um, Any other? So another thing, you know, you and I have talked about, and maybe Taylor, you can riff on this, is in survival mode, economic thinking. So oh, right. This is like essentially uh, paying for help for things. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's one aspect of it for sure. But thinking about you know time, a scarce resource that we all have. Um, so maybe it's just by dint of like the people I've worked around for the last decade, a bunch of economists, um, the concept of opportunity cost. So if I'm spending time doing one thing, that means I'm giving up spending time doing other things. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm, you know, if it's a case of money, I'm spending money on something that means I'm not spending on something else. So like, that's the opportunity cost. Like, what am I, what am I doing when I could be doing, uh, another activity? So, and then, then it connects to enjoyment. Like what? You know, there's a a range of considerations on like what, you know, decisions to be made and like some, there are constraints too uh, for all these things that are different for every person. But uh, I think maybe an example for me is um, home repairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't really enjoy doing home repairs. Mm -hmm. So there's like one box checked, you know, then it's like, okay, then do we have the resources to pay someone to do the home repair and circumstances in life for many people 
and for me at times is no i don't have the resources so even though i don't like it i have to do it or i have to find some other way to get it done but in many cases we do have the resources so i would much rather pay someone who will get something done much much faster Mm -hmm. and better than me (laughs) spending my free evenings my free weekends uh neck deep in something i hate versus you know spending time with family with friends doing something i would enjoy doing making money yeah yeah exactly um like you know grad school is it has an opportunity cost for many people um and i think where this really clicked was when my first boss talked about hiring book movers for his library and i just and he was just like they're much better at it than i am and we'll do it faster and i was like what he's like i have money that i can pay them to do this and he was an economist and like i'd never even thought of like oh like hiring book movers like that's something i can do and should do but no that's kind of silly if you have if you have the means and resources even if it's a stretch it's often a better trade Mm -hmm. um so thinking i don't know the economic way of thinking like what are the resources you have the time the money the skills and then the opportunity cost right what could you be doing otherwise with that time money and skills Mm -hmm. um but that takes some like reordering of values and i think uh you know spending time thinking talking with your partner or yourself or whoever trusted friend about what it is you want to be doing right that's a great point like you know cooking takes time but i enjoy cooking so i try to cook a couple times a week even though it's a sacrifice of time and Mm -hmm. That's not, I'd rather hire out for cleaning. (laughs) Um, And so the trade off is like, I would rather cook than clean in our household. Yeah. yeah. And you've, you've, uh, like you were, I was uh, in a fit of frustration with the car seats. So you said, well, why don't we just buy a new car seat? (laughs) Right, right. So we don't have to switch them from car to car every time we go somewhere. And it turned out I was just doing it wrong. So (laughs) I fixed it. No, we don't have to buy one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I realized like not everyone is in that position. And like you just have to like push through and be in survival mode. But then there's probably some other thing that um, maybe a trade-off you can make elsewhere. Right, right on where you're spending your time or not like do i i mean that's something we can all ask ourselves no matter like our resources i think is like do i enjoy doing this thing should i be doing this thing because there are many things we should be doing that we don't enjoy right right exactly like is this character building even if i don't enjoy it right. or right anyway so, and I, I think i w- wanted to end to on uh i think there's this notion that like it, i think it's kind of seeps into like christian culture of you know enjoyment is bad joy is bad like if you're having fun doing something or like enjoying Mm -hmm. a a nice meal or you know a whiskey everyone's different on the alcohol thing but um this is kind of baked in and i like what jesus says jesus (laughs) yeah um i don't just like it but i think it's true uh so in john 15 it is uh these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Mm. It's like, he's basically saying the point of all this, like following my commandments, spending time with me is that your joy may be full. So hitting like mm. that's, that's the goal of like following Jesus of Christianity 
Not happiness. Happiness is different than joy. Yes. Yes. Another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I think, I mean, but maybe that goes back to like the retrospective of, you know, the low times for us, the survival times. Mm -hmm. There can be joy in those. Right. Right. Those moments too because of God. Right. Even when we were not happy, we still had joy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Good thought. Good ending word, Taylor. Well, should we transition? Stinkers and thinkers. I can go first. All right. Um, They're kind of two flip sides of the same coin. So I enjoy, when I listen to podcasts, I like to listen to like typically mom or working mom tips of, you know, productivity at work or parenting and, you know, things like that. So that's kind of the the vein of podcasts I listen to. And I'm not going to name any names because I think podcasters <laughs> work hard like us and I don't want to Debbie down or anyone. But there's like a class of podcast of like, I, I hate to say like know-it-all mothering <laughs> of like, oh, I'm just, you know, teaching my kids perfect character all the time. And it just, it just feels like a lot of to-dos of, <laughs> wow, like, man, I need to get up early and do devotions with my children every morning oh, yeah. and constantly be having character less character building lessons and there's reading a dad category too. Tolkien and Chronicles of Narnia. And we're going to do an hour of read aloud together. And we need to get three hours outside in the sunshine and yes. Yes. only organic food and vegetables. And <laughs> da, da, da. anyway, it's just like, it's like we've gotten to noon and you haven't even gotten dressed yet. <laughs> It's just like too much, too much. So I realized that I was like soaking all this in and being like, I got to do all this stuff. And it was just robbing my joy. Um, So I'm going to tone it down on the mom perfectionism, Instagram accounts and podcasts. Um, The flip side is I found a podcast I really love. This comedian, Jen Fulweiler. She has Hmm. six kids. She's a working mom comedian. And actually, a lot of stuff in the podcast that we talked about today, so she has talked about, she talked about survival mode recently, and she talked about needing dopamine hits if um, you're in a culture of fertility, fertility meaning caring for um, your own kids, your parents, people in your community. Like if you, she's big on like the village, if you are Hmm. a part of a village, if you are uh, building rich lives of community with your family, friends, neighbors, etc. It's not all like roses and sunshine. It's hard work. People yeah, are hard work right, to be in right, true community right, with, yep. whether family or otherwise. If you're, you know, single, deep friendships um, and whatnot, and, or caring for people who need it. Huh. So um, I just love. I've been really enjoying her perspective because she is not one of these perfectionist moms, um, but she kind of gets down to the core of what is important is, you know, teaching your kids to have healthy relationships and being in a Hmm. loving family and, you know, being a a village uh, and Hmm. building a village and whatnot. So I've really enjoyed her and she's really funny. But she doesn't do the like... Uh, I don't know, perfectionism thing. Yeah, she was like, ah, you know, my kids are doing great and I give them a lot of screen time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Their kids, like, he's like, they go to church. One is interviewing at Harvard. They're doing fine and they've had a lot of screen time. So, right, 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 right. Yeah. 
Uh, we could do a whole yeah another discussion on that. I know that's your Achilles heel. <laughs> or no, not even the screen time, but just like this dynamic of like uh, there seems to be like a reaction and counter reaction to the uh, the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely thought the same about some dad things. Uh, my my thinker is also a podcast episode. Oh. An episode. Uh, the podcast is called Theology in the Raw, hosted by Preston Sprinkle, and this is an excellent episode. Uh, do- by Doctor, uh, the details aren't coming up. Come on, oh, it's playing now. Uh, by Doctor Sandra Richter on the topic of does the Old Testament dehumanize women? Oh, yes. Who among us has not thought this? Mm. Uh, and she is a Old Testament scholar, knows ancient Hebrew, hmm. and it's a recording of a presentation she gave at a Christian college, but. Uh, frankly, I was surprised at like her perspective, and they did a really excellent job of like setting the context Interesting. of ancient cultures and like what the Old Testament commandments uh, meant at the time, like how they would have been heard and understood by the the hearers and the the people who read read those texts. Uh, so that's theology in the raw. This episode ten forty eight. All right. Does the Old Testament dehumanize women? I look forward to listening. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, there's a bit of like a Q&A too at the end. Um, and then my stinker is a book that I finished, <laughs> that I struggled to finish. Uh, be- and I only struggled to finish it because it was uh, the winner of a Nobel Prize in literature. Um, the Books of Jacob by Olga Tokarczuk. Tokarczuk. <laughs> Uh, written in Polish, recently translated into English, I think. And it's, uh, I don't, I, oof, it was like 900 pages, and I multiple times was like, why am I, again, opportunity cost, <laughs> spending my time doing this. And I was like, oh, I won the Nobel Prize. I don't think I've won a no- read a Nobel Prize winning book, so I should do it. And it, I don't know, it's, it's like, there's a bit of like thinker to it, um, but I've seen it, I saw it in like a New York Times list, like suggested reading, and it's, like, uh, maybe it's best read in a class like someone who <laughs> can like pull out like the intricacies and it's very detailed and it feels very real hmm. uh, it's a novel about this in like the 1700s in poland and turkey about this messianic uh guy guy who thinks he's the messiah anyway uh but hmm. i don't know if it was the worth the time <laughs> would not recommend yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've caught myself thinking about it. Like, it'll stick with me, but I would have pulled the plug, but for the Nobel Prize. <laughs> and I mean, you have the capacity to slog through some reads, so the rest <laughs> of us have no hope. <laughs> it was not a... I was, yeah, anyway. It was like, what is going on? I've thought multiple times. <laughs> All so, right. So, thanks and for thinkers. listening. Find something to enjoy today. Mm, good good word yeah let us know on instagram on the reviews what you thought of this